Welcome to another segment of the Agricultural Market Viewpoint. This is a podcast where we reflect on various themes influencing the agricultural economy here at home in South Africa and beyond our borders. This week I want to talk about uh, South Africa's agricultural jobs, uh, particularly after the third quarter uh, of 2022 data, which showed that uh, South Africa's primary agriculture employed about 873,000 uh, people. This was an improvement of 5% compared to the same period in 2021, uh, although down by 0.1% on a quarterly basis. Uh, now, this is notable and it's well above the long-term trend because if you were to look at agricultural jobs and say, over the past five uh, to ten years, what's the average uh, trend of those jobs? You find that it's around about seven hundred and eighty thousand. So to have about eight hundred and seventy-three thousand people, it means that we are well above um, uh, that level. There were key things that boosted the employment in the third quarter of 2022. There was a lot of increased activity in the farms, in vegetable, fruits as well as grains and the oil seeds, and, and those really sustained um, the employment. Now, in the story of grains and the oil seeds, um, uh, the reason third quarter was so strong is because the 2021-22 season was delayed by roughly a month um, compared to the normal planting period. Some of you may remember that from about October 2021 going into the beginning of 2022, there were heavy rains across South Africa. These rains actually delayed the planting uh, by roughly a month, which of course then led to a similar delay when it came to harvesting in the later on in the season. That meant that some of the harvesting and the activity in the fields that would typically happen in the second quarter was then shifted into the third quarter, which is why there was this robust activity in the third quarter of this year compared to the same period um, last year. It's roughly the same story if you think about vegetables, but on fruits, there was generally a, a prolonged period of activity also on the ground um, in there. So that's what really supported the jobs if one was to think about the third quarter of 2022 in South Africa. But of course, the picture is not all rosy in South Africa or was not all rosy at the period because the livestock, animal husbandry, forestry um, and related services actually saw job losses. There was a, a decline in employment in those subsectors of agriculture um, in that period. And this is understandable because if you think about the livestock industry in South Africa, it, it has had a tough time. Uh, it's a spread of a foot and mouth disease, which went to six of our nine provinces, uh, leading to a reduction in slaughtering, uh, temporary uh, closures in some of our export markets. It really weighed on the financial conditions of those farmers. But also this was happening when the grain prices were elevated, which means that the feed prices uh, for farmers, because grains and oil seeds prices were higher, it really then meant that they were facing higher feed costs and they're not really getting some good financial returns at the farming level because of these issues that I, I had mentioned. So it was a tough time for them, which is why even it's clear that that decline in employment is something that one would have expected to a certain extent um, in, in there. And that's the story that goes across the livestock animal husbandry. On the forestry side, we saw also that decline in activity and some of the related uh, services um, on, onto that, which is something because those numbers on forestry they tend to be wobbly, also reflecting perhaps maybe that financial conditions were not as strong as one would have um, uh, uh, liked to see there. In as far as the provinces to say, 
what, what was going on? Where was this decline in employment on a provincial level in primary agriculture? The decline was mainly in Northwest and in Bumalanga. And if you think about where the livestock sector is located, those provinces, and you think about forestry, forestry is also in, in, in the Bumalanga area, we do have a bit of forestry and the livestock Northwest. So that's where that's where these these difficulties were in other provinces for example like kzn and free state and the others we saw a decline in livestock employment there but but it was then overshadowed by the improvement in jobs in the field crops which is why on a net net basis we saw that some provinces even though they have a heavy livestock presence they still had a positive jobs um uh, growth Part of the story is because some field crops and, and, and horticulture pretty much compensated for the decline in these subsectors. And KZN is one of those uh, provinces where we saw um, a similar scenario. Now, if you think about uh, then the other provinces, uh, 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 he, he, like the Eastern Cape and the others, it was pretty much also their roughly robust activity when it comes to employment um, and, 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 the, and the stuff. And the sugar industry is one of those also that uh, saw, saw a bit of a decline within the field crops because field crops, which I said they compensated for improvement. I talked a lot about grains, but if you think about the sugarcane industry, it's one of those that have faced uh, challenges, not only because of the Tongat who led um, financial difficulties, uh, these folks also experience a bit of difficulties of excessive rains earlier on in the year around about the Deben floods uh, at the start of this year. So that had destroyed a bit of some of the fields. There were financial losses, which we talked about in some of this segment of these podcasts. All of this was beginning to register when one thinks about the jobs um, into into those provinces, but still compensated uh, by, by other activities um, there to cover those, those, those losses. This year, though, the, the season had also started in a bit of a tougher conditions. There were heavy rains in some parts of the country, which could lead to a slight delay in planting. And this is something that I had alluded to also in one of the, the, the segments of this podcast. But if you were to think and to say, is there disruption that we saw because of these heavy rains? Not as much, uh, with the exception of in the banana and some macadamia fields in Bumalanga. But all of this is not something that I would say it stood out when we think about the employment conditions. So broadly speaking and looking at the agricultural sector, I would say there's still a lot of resilience um, in the sector, creating jobs, notwithstanding all of the challenges that the sector faced. There's a lot of challenges that the sector faced, particularly that are related to legislation. If you think about what we usually call the Act 36, which is the Act that uh, 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 monitors the registration of certain uh, seeds, uh, fertilizers, agrochemicals, their registration for use in South Africa or imports, that's the Act. It needs some improvement, modernization and capacity in the, in the, in the, in the office, in the, in the state uh, office, which is the registrar's office, so that they can be able to, 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 to register all of the necessary in, in inputs that we need for efficiency in the sector. That is one of the things that all of the industry players are complaining about, that it needs improvement. But we're engaging with the, our colleagues in government to look into that issue. The second ones are industry-related things, roads, rail, uh, 
ports, uh, water, electricity, really poor service uh, there and also in the service delivery constraints in municipalities. So we're facing all of those challenges, all of which lead to increasing costs for businesses. The rail and ports, we're in good conversation, the organization that I work for, Agricultural Business Chamber, with Transnet, which could lead to improvement over the long term there. And even when we're facing difficulties, the colleagues at Transnet have been working with us more constructively um, to make sure that we, we, we address the difficulties um, onto, onto that end. But also, there's a lot of work that needs to be done on expanding the export markets for South Africa's agricultural sector beyond the markets which we are exporting to. We're an export-oriented sector where we're exporting roughly half of what we produce in value terms um, a year. And in fact, last year, record exports of $12.4 billion. And even in the quarters of this year, the third quarter numbers that we just saw, they were also superbly nice, up 10% on Q3 2022 compared to Q3 2021. So there's good activity, but we need to go beyond the current export markets and widen our presence in China, in South Korea, Japan, the US, Vietnam, Taiwan, India, Saudi Arabia, Mexico, the Philippines, and Bangladesh. Those are countries that are sizable, growing population, um, and also good financial conditions in some, and they buy a lot of, of fruits, beef, and grains, and wine. Those are the products we should be uh, promoting a lot into those markets. So that's the added thing that we need to do, because then if the export activity is strong, the logistics industry is improved, that supports the demand pool. And then if the demand pool is, is, is improved, then that means that the production will need to respond to that growing demand and efficient logistics. And as the production expands, then we would hire more people, which then takes us back to even the, the talks about the million jobs in agriculture and agro-processing, which the NDP in 2012 talked about. It will come about if we are able to, 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 to drive the, the, the demand side and make sure that our, our logistics are efficient. And of course, we resolve the issues of agricultural finance, land issues, which those are issues that are addressed in a, in a different platform. For example, there's a blended finance instrument that the Land Bank recently launched with the Department of Agriculture, which deals with that. There are talks about the Land Agricultural Development and Land Reform Agency, which deals with the land availability. So those are all key instruments in the Agricultural Master Plan, which are devoted to expanding agricultural activity in South Africa. But they will have to be to be to be to be well sequenced, and I think that they can deliver the growth. And if they deliver the growth, then they will make sure that they they will ensure that we continue to create. Uh, jobs as we've been able over the past few months. So that's all I wanted to talk about um, in South Africa's agriculture and really emphasize the point that looking into 2023, we're still fairly optimistic that this sector will continue to create jobs as it continues to address these challenges that I've noted. Um, that's all for this week, uh, colleagues. My name is Wandile Sitlobo. I'm an agricultural economist uh, based in Pretoria, South Africa. You can read more about the stuff I write in my blog, www.wandilesitlobo.co.com. And uh, in the organization that I work for, their website is www.wandilesitlobo.com agbiz.co.za www.agbiz.co.za um thank you so very much for listening